Hey, one fans, Andy here. We're going to Cisco Live, and we can't wait to see you there. If we see you wearing an A1 or Cables to Cloud shirt at Cisco Live, we'll enter you in our giveaway that includes a bunch of cool prizes like an A1 branded Yeti cup and an OCG of your choice from our friends at Cisco Press. Don't have a shirt? No problem. Head to the link in our bio and grab yours today. See you soon. This is the Art of Network Engineering Podcast. In this podcast, we'll explore tools, technologies, and talented people. We aim to bring you information that will expand your skill sets and toolbox and share the stories of fellow network engineers. Welcome to the Art of Network Engineering. I am Tim Bertino, and I am joined by my good buddy from the South, Howdy Packet, Dan Richards. What's happening, Dan? Howdy, howdy. Ah. Uh, not too much. How about yourself, Tim? Same old. At the time of this recording, Dan and I actually got to see each other a few weeks ago. Yep. We uh, got to uh, ride together this time instead of AJ and Dan coming to pick me up from the airport. Dan and and myself went and picked up AJ and we got to sit and talk and uh, talk about a lot of the, uh, the world's problems like... Yeah. Uh, data center segmentation, supporting mm-hmm. old protocols. We didn't solve any of the world's problems, but we sure no. talked them to death. Yeah, we complained a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then on the ride over to the airport, I, I am from a small <laughs> town. So when you throw me driving into a big city, it just it doesn't go well. Uh, I At one point, this airport had like, what would you call those? They were they toll booths, I guess. Yeah, it was it was it, like a whole bank of toll booths, yeah. Yeah, but there was like different options, like a ticket option and a I don't know, card option or something like that and and I I started getting closer and I'm like, "Tim, what do I do?" <laughs> like I don't know what to do here. And I was hoping that there would be somebody at the toll booth uh to at least like, "Okay, this guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. We'll let we'll we'll have pity on him." And then as we got closer, there was nobody in the toll booth. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh no. Not a soul. Pa- panic started setting in. But luckily it was just one of those you just you just pull up to it and hit the button, it spits you out a ticket kind of thing. But it was it was a uh, free entertainment for Tim, at least. Yeah. <laughs> it was a quick traumatic experience, but we all made it through. Yeah. Well, Dan and I are also joined in this episode by Brittany Musset. Brittany has been on the show with us a couple times now. The first was to introduce us all to what she does. She's a technical recruiter. Um, At the time, you had been recruiting really specifically for network engineers. And we all thought that was pretty fascinating because that's obviously our our background. So that was a really good conversation. And then we had you back later on uh, with Tim McConaughey and some of us here on the show to, to talk about salary negotiation. This one is going to be a little bit different than both of those. Um, it's going to be a bit of a scary topic, but mm-hmm. uh, Brittany has just lived through it. Brittany, why don't you uh, introduce what we're discussing tonight? Yes. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me again. I always enjoy coming to chat with you guys. Um, and yeah, since the, the last two times I've been on, I feel like I've, gosh, aged like 27 recruitment <laughs> years um, <laughs> through that. You know, I had, <laughs> I'm already at two different companies. So that's kind of oh, our topic wow. today, navigating um, layoffs, right? So after my my first five years at my first company I was at out of college, I was introduced to the fangs of the world, and I got to go join Amazon Web Services. Unfortunately, was affected by their first mass layoffs in January of this year, 2023. 
three, 10,000 mm-hmm. people laid off mm-hmm. talent acquisition team being a big, big part of that first round. Um, and yeah, so luckily I was not unemployed for long. Um, I'm at a new company now called LaSalle Networks. It's similar to where I was at before. Um, I'm external recruiting again. Um, so hopefully we can start working more networking roles. I've been seeing a lot more on the infrastructure side as well and, and more clients versus being internal. But um, I was excited to come talk about how you know I did navigate that layoff situation, um, what I what I did, steps, anything I would go through. But um, yeah, it was an interesting time. So thanks for having me and letting me talk about it. Yeah. Now, one thing that you said that kind of piqued my interest a little bit off the off the bat there is you said that the talent acquisition department was one of the big ones to be laid off first. So how would that work if they had to rehire? Would they yeah. have to contract or like what would that process be? So I know like my team, for example, that I was on, the whole team was not eliminated. I know okay. I don't I'm not sure of any talent orgs that were completely eliminated, right? There was so many recruitment teams there. The way mm-hmm. mine came down to was tenure. I had only been there right at that mm. eleven to twelve months. I was the newest one of the newest on my team. Um, so there's still recruiters there. I've seen people from um, former colleagues posting on LinkedIn that they are hiring again and that. So the, from that perspective, from Amazon's, they didn't completely wipe out everyone. So there's still gotcha. a ability to hire. Yeah. Well, so that that's a good point, though, that it was your tenure. So it, whether you were a good or a bad egg, it didn't really matter. It was just because you were the newest person in, in there. Yeah, Is it- exactly. And you'll even... One of my um, managers actually left me a referral and recommendation, you know, that I had the highest, one of the highest productions of my org, not even on my team. So it ultimately doesn't even, it didn't come down to that. Yeah. That kind of sucks. It does. It, yeah. yeah. For lack of better words, that's what yeah. I said. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get uh, too deep into what you had to go through during the uh, the layoff process, let's let's talk about getting into AWS, kind of what drew you toward AWS um, to begin with, and and what was the onboarding process like? Was it something completely new to you that you've ever experienced before? What what was it like? Yeah, um, so I wasn't looking at all for a new position. Right, um, the person who ended up becoming my manager had recruited me, and they they weren't going to be my manager. It, it was interesting. Um, two weeks into me. I'll go back to onboarding, but two weeks into me starting at Amazon, my manager had had left. I'd put in their notice. They were moving on um, to become a director of talent acquisition at another big company. So the person who actually reached out to me on LinkedIn is like, hey, I think you'd be a good fit for Amazon. You should come um, interview with my team. Um, ended up becoming my manager two weeks later after I came. So that was an interesting, but I he was one of the best managers I've ever had. I loved him. So I lo- that was a great unexpected change that happened, right? Um, but it was it was onboarding was very smooth right it was all it was all remotely everything was virtual it was very like step by step i think it was laid out very clearly um i've also being a recruiter i kind of knew the questions to ask for like onboarding what to expect am i going to get a laptop and all the different steps i think i have that unique advantage too after extending you know offers and seeing people go through onboarding um and hmm. so that was awesome i you you hear people talk about how working at you know Google, Meta, wherever, Microsoft, Facebook, or Amazon, like they have their own cultures of their their own, and people can love it or hate it. Like it can take certain people to thrive in it. I love the self pace of of my onboarding, everything there. Right, it was very like it's your oyster. Here's your resources. Do what you 
what you can with what you have. And that's kind of what I found with everything there throughout the 12, the year I was there, right? Onboarding to the job to even in towards the end, whenever it was like, we're in a hiring pause, um, you know, what are we supposed to do? So yeah, does that answer that? Yeah, for sure. And then once you were in the role and, and comfortable going to to acquire talent, um, what was that like? Can you kind of walk us through um, how did you did you do a lot of reaching out to uh, potential recruits? Were you doing active recruiting or were they really mostly coming to you? What was that like? Yeah, yeah. And so this is it's interesting for sure. So one thing you asked, like how how did I go about getting the job as well? Like once I realized I was. I was getting interview requests. I, I did prep for two weeks on this interview, right? Like Amazon mm. had their 16 leadership principles and there you get question over them, very scenario based. And I had, I didn't know anything about the star format. Have, are y'all familiar with that? How to answer questions and in interviews? Um, yeah, it's called, no. it stands for situation <laughs> or situation, task, action, result. And that's how you'll structure your answers. It helped me so much because I ramble. It's like, okay, get to the point, right? <laughs> and it'll help you like the situation. Okay, I um, need to do a podcast, right? So I was tasked with joining these guys today to do it. The action was we talked for two hours and the re results were we put out a podcast, right? And then hopefully like I could quantify that more, put some data and make it make sense for the role. But that was one thing like it even before I got the job, Amazon literally has so much interview prep out there. It's they have answers everywhere. They have how to like what to expect some leadership oh, really? principle questions they may ask. Yeah. Like it's, it's everywhere. Um, so I would, I prepped, I wrote out my examples. And so that I literally went through the process. Right. And so I get the job and then I'm recruiting there. I know the interview process, like the back of my hand. I know how to prep these candidates because I had just prepped for it, you know, for like two weeks myself. Um, and now I have an internal perspective to what they're going to ask on these candidates specifically. So that's how I would help. I would prep the heck out of my candidates, right? Like <laughs> I would say, you know, there's 16 leadership principles. They're not going to have, you're not going to be asked over all 16 of them. They may focus on these. I don't know the exact questions, but prepare around those, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so with that, you can imagine I would see so many applicants for internal roles at Amazon versus if I, you know, at other companies, smaller, right? Um, for the roles, for the applicants I received, I'm trying to think how to word that. I would receive really good applicants, but not for my, not for that job, not for that role. And I would look at that resume and say, okay, they're not right here, but I'd still like to talk to them because I think I can work with them here. And that was one thing I saw a lot of success in it. AWS because they're so large, right? So if someone I there, I was on the security team, the foundational security team. If I would see someone that looked like a fantastic like infrastructure program manager, right? Like I would try to make those dots and be like, okay, maybe they can go to this. Team. So it would be a mix of for my roles. I found I did have to actively go recruit and source and find those people because they'd be very specific type of roles when you figure out what that team's doing. Mm -hmm. um, but I've never seen as many good applicants just at my hands like that. Okay. So it, that's, it, that kind of sounds like, it sounds like you had a fair amount of autonomy too, that if you had a candidate, like you said, that wasn't maybe the best fit for the role you were trying to fill, but you knew of other places that they could be a good fit. It sounds like you had the ability to kind of make that judgment call that that's pretty cool. 
exactly. Yeah, it helps. Um, their systems are huge, right? Like I'm, I'm very good at using our appli applicant tracking systems and making sure like a candidate hasn't already interviewed at Amazon a million times before I start like going down that, or they're not already in contact with 10 different recruiters. So mm. as always, like us, I'll say this a million times, like it's recruitment is so different for every person. Like it's even at the same company, right? You're not going to get the same experience with me at the same company that you do someone else. So it just kind of depends on who you get to work with. Um, and like, luckily when I, what I learned from Amazon too, just seeing all those good applicants and seeing how even they would get passed on just because they didn't tick those boxes for other people's roles. Right. That, that helped me in my search too. Cause I was thinking mm. I'm, my resume might not get looked at. Who knows? Like, how am I going to stand out? Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of data to, to kind of look through to see what's hitting and what's not hitting, right? Right. Yeah, yeah for sure. But I enjoyed my time there. It was great. I learned a lot for sure. I think um, I, I would do it all over again, even knowing, you know, I would have gotten laid off. It's, it's, um, I, I remember thinking like when I did leave my first company, okay, now I can talk to people more about actually putting in a notice, how to handle those nerves a little bit. Like I've been here for five years and leaving my first job finally. And now it's like, okay, silver lining. I can actually talk to people more about what to do. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay. <clears throat> Mess so well, I'm out of a job now. Right. But you can, you're more relatable to it now because you, you had to yeah. put your notice in kind of thing. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So not to bring up any any uh, bad wounds or anything, but can you take us through the day that you found out you were no longer going to be at AWS? Yeah, um, it, it was interesting. So the first in January, um, there was actually a leak of, that there was going to be internal layoffs before that first mm. round. Um, so we knew everyone, Amazon, everyone in Amazon knew two weeks before January 18th that there was going to be layoffs. Um, so that kind of sucked, <laughs> actually. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's worse. I've asked people this. Like, would you rather just wake up and not know or like still not know, but doomsday is coming maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but did you, did you kind of know that you would probably be one of the ones? Uh, yeah. So they even okay. narrowed it down even more closer to that, to where it targeted the groups. Now my group, my org was huge. I think it was like, God, I think I want to say 20,000 people anyways. Right. Um, mm. So it, it, Maybe couldn't have been me. I knew our team, our group was highly successful, but you know, there's, I, I thought so. I'm, I'm a Debbie Downer for the most part. So yeah. <laughs> um, so that night I, I didn't sleep, whatever. Um, and then the day comes and it's like nine o'clock and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, come on, like, let me know already. Yeah. Nine, 10 o'clock. And my boyfriend, he was home that day and I was like, I, I can't. I, like I need to go do something. Um, and so we go to Goodwill and I would just, I'm in there shopping. Right. <laughs> and I think we were in there for five minutes and then my manager calls me and I'm like, oh, crap. No. one of those no news is good news situations. Uh, um, yeah. So I was like, I answered the phone and he was like, Hey, and I was like, Hey, I had to step away from my computer. He's like, I get it. And he's like, well, and I was like, did I get an email? Yeah. Oh no. Yep. And he said he only found out two minutes before I did. They didn't even know. Um, yeah. The managers had gotten a couple emails, like just who would be affected. Um, yeah. And I was in Goodwill. I ended up going to the bathroom because I had started crying a little bit. Like it does catch you no, off guard, no. right? Yeah, like, no, I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm one of those, like, I want things to be on my terms. I wasn't ready. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So it's that it was a mess there. Like that first day, actually it was Wednesday. I only know this because um, it's, 
at Dave and Buster's, here's a plug, they have half price games on Wednesday. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> me and my boyfriend, I was like, I just want to go throw some balls or something. So we went to Dave and Buster's <laughs> as well. And I think we had some Mexican food, but it was, it was a blur of a day. I was sad. I was definitely sad, yeah. but I don't let myself wallow too long. I gave myself like two or three days, right? Like I don't think until that next Monday, cause it was a Wednesday. Yeah. I took those, those days until the weekend. And then I was like, okay, like man up or, you know, woman up <laughs> it's life happens that you're not in, I'm not unique. Right. Like I started seeing people, you know, 18 years, 20 years at Google, wherever. And like, I'm like, okay, it, you're going to be okay. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wallowed. I was sad. Of course, like it, it sucks. Like for lack of better words again, but yeah, that that was the day. Goodwill, Dave and Buster's, Mexican food. <laughs> Good old Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to go thrifting. Yeah. 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 And we didn't even get anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you said that uh, there were rumors a couple weeks before and there was a thought that your team might have been affected. Did you happen to start thinking or doing any prep of what your next steps were? Or were you just kind of hoping for the best? Yeah, I was completely hoping for the best. Um, and looking back like that, that maybe it ended up being okay because I had a ton of support, like for updating your resume and things like that. I wish I would have gotten a little bit more of a heads up on that because, Mm. or or like a heads up on that, because it does, it makes it a little bit harder to update it when you're sad and you're not there. Right. It's like, you know, how to like, I want to put what I've done before it, it hurts, you know? Um, but yeah. Um, and that's kind of one advice too. I'd give like, you'll see people say all the time, like use your, like reach out to me, let me update your resume or I'll give you pointers or whatever. Like I take advantage of that. People actually will. Um, I ended up sending my resume around like so many different times to different people at Amazon, right? Like they would just look at it, give me pointers and I'd edit, you know, plug and play, whatever. And, and that Mm -hmm. helped me. Like it takes, it takes off so much pressure. Um, when people will help you and they will, I find. Yeah. That's interesting. So the, so you're saying the people at Am- the, some of your coworkers at Amazon were willing to kind of help you with your resume. Yeah. Even, like after you, you, you were laid off. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. one thing too, I, I tried, I, I was lucky enough to at least have the heads up. Right. So I did save mm-hmm. a lot of my stuff and like try to just any documents or things I thought I would need. And luckily you still have access to your computer for a while. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, there were some things I didn't get either, like more data specific things. Like as a recruiter, you know, that's really important as far as like how many resumes do I submit or how many placements. And and so those were some things I didn't have in mm. my manager and, and colleagues. They were able to help me quite a bit with that as well. Th- those are a few like regrets I have. I didn't really... I think I was hoping for the best. And it's like, you kind of expect the worst. Just always expect the worst in a way. Yeah. I think that's a Boy Scout lesson. <laughs> you got to maintain access, you said, to to your computer and, and resources. Did they give you any immediate next steps? Did you have a direct line to HR to figure out what was next? What If you would be compensated in any way? Um, yeah. What, like, how, that, it just seems like a whirlwind. I can't fathom... Yeah. Going through that and what's going through your head and what what do you do next? And hopefully they had some resources set up to to help you. So what was that like? Yeah, they did. And and I think that's obviously a benefit of working at somewhere like an Amazon or an AWS, right, is is those resources. Um, but it was a little delayed, too. And I think that's something 
I would, I would definitely recommend like if you are laid off, take a minute to fully understand the situation because one, like I was coming from my first ever job of five years where it was fully commission based, you know, well, I had base in commission, but that's it. And then I moved to having like a stock option, um, a sign on bonus, RSU, a 401k, you know, so many Mm -hmm. different parts of it. And I all of a sudden was like, holy cow, where's all my money at now? Like, you know, HSA, Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking of all these things. And, um, and so the first, I didn't think I got my severance letter with the details on it eight or nine days after I found out. So yeah, like, and as someone like I'm, I'm younger in my career and I'm like, I want to know where's my money at, what's going to happen and all of this. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so that was scary for sure. Um, that definitely caused me to like start looking immediately. Right. I didn't understand how good the severance package was. It was good as far as like, um, you were paid, you got to keep your, your normal pay for 60 days. Right. So I was laid off January 18th. Um, I would get paid as normal until March uh, 21st. So unless I accepted a new position before March 21st, um, then everything would be fine. And then your severance would come down to then your tenure. So on March 21st, that that was whenever I would get my severance. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it took me a minute to understand this. And then when I did, I was able to breathe for a minute because I was like, okay, so you're telling me I have until March 21st, like that first week I was just like, or whenever I started looking aggressively, I was just interviewed, like trying to just, I thought I would be not being paid like super soon. Yeah. Um, so it like, try to understand your situation, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it kind of depends in, and I knew coming from that company, coming from a company like that, I was mo- more than likely going to take a pay cut, right? Um, so it made sense for me, even interviewing, telling companies, I, I, I'll start March 22nd, which is exactly what ended up happening with my timeline. I got paid as normal. I was still getting my, my, um, severance and all of that. Um, and I started, yeah, March 22nd and that's perfect scenario. Yes. I mean, an ideal world, I wasn't laid off, but (laughs) that, that was how I I wanted to do. It took me a minute to really understand that, that severance though. Um, and with Amazon, they do had, they had an internal, even um, like career services to where they helped edit your resume. So I did use that. I still recommend using like personal colleagues or, you know, teammates and things, but any service, right. Anything helps. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, we had um, access to um, like our internal HR and um, benefits and everything. So I felt, I felt like they looked out for us for that. I felt informed. It just, Getting the severance details like eight days, nine days later, it was a little worrisome. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, another thing too, you're talking about benefits and whatnot. How, how did like insurance work? Was it like a normal job change type situation or, or how, did that, how did that flow? Yeah. So for me, it was um, because I was able to start a new position um, right after my um, date of employment ended. So I did get um, COBRA information sent to me. Mm-hmm. I did not have to enroll in that. But um, the benefits, they would have ended the month of March, the end of the month you're employed. So Okay, so you, you did enroll. get to keep your health insurance benefits mm-hmm. until the that yeah. March date. The severance okay. like kicked in. Yeah, and for all I intents and purposes, um, and, and I, this is, it's so confusing. I know people will be like, I don't know when my last day of employment is, right? But like my W-2 will say March 22nd. Um, really? or 21st. Yeah. Because I was paid until then, you know, normal hours, basically, yeah. okay. um, 
yeah, it, it's, I don't know all the rules behind it in laws. It's, this would be a whole nother specialized person, but <laughs> there's a reason why big companies do it like that. Um, give you those two months. I'm not okay. sure exactly why, but there's laws and reasons why. So okay, if that makes, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that it all sounds very scary to me. So <laughs> yeah, but it, it is what it is. They, they give you the, they say you can look for an internal transfer as well. Um, from, for other skill sets, it's very possible. For recruitment, it wasn't so much because we weren't hiring at the moment. Like, what you know, I could have maybe looked at being, they were very, Amazon's good on like um, internal transfers or progression or whatever. So I could have looked at maybe going a program manager route or something like that, but mm-hmm. I, I wanted to keep recruiting. So I've I uh, looked out, but yeah, they definitely take care of you as far as resources and internal benefits. I got you. Now, just going back on the severance thing again. So you said you you were paid to like normal till would you say March March twenty what first something like that twenty first. Mm-hmm. Um, but then then you said then you got a severance package, right? Yep. So yeah. like not not number amount, but like how many months of a severance like pay would that have been on your your normal yeah. pay scale? I think a less than one. Less than one. Okay. Yeah. It, I wasn't there very long. That was all the severance was off oh, the tenure. Okay. Yep. Oh, and okay. then um, like paid out PTO and um, yeah, PTO and then tenure. So I wasn't there very long. I got um, you. Yeah. Now, how, how long were you actually there for? You might've said that earlier, but I missed it. 11 months. Yeah. 11 right months, at 11 okay. months. Gotcha. Right at that year ish. Well, I'm glad you highlighted like some of the different benefits and, and other things that you had to think about because I, I wouldn't have thought about some of those things day one, but I think after kind of the shock wore off, you, you start mm-hmm. thinking about, okay, I had a retirement, I had an HSA, I had whatever else that are all like different accounts, right? So how yeah. mm-hmm. how difficult was a process of a process was that to get those transferred or, or to figure out how to access that? And how long did it take? We will let you know. <laughs> oh, oh shit. <laughs> um, TBD. So yeah. I've, but I've, it's not been that long. It's May 18th. Um, and I wasn't eligible for transfer until like a couple weeks ago with my new company. So it's just, okay. yeah, I don't, but it doesn't seem like it's that hard. Everything's been pretty simple. I'm able to use my HSA. That money is mine, right? Um, I'm able to use my card for that, like my prescriptions. Um, so yeah, I'll keep you posted um, <laughs> on that. But it, it everything is still like I haven't been locked out of anything or or anything of that regards. Um, and so there, I was going through Fidelity too, and I found Amazon they have like their own groups at these these different um, service providers they'll use, right? And so there's been good contact through that, like how to transfer your money and how to have a hold of it. So I think it should be okay. Hmm. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I can't answer more on that. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, yeah. So but. let's shift a little bit to the the process of finding the next role. Um, mm-hmm. How did that that work for you? Did you reach out to any recruiters? Were you just because you have the experience of being the recruiter for as long as you have? Did you just go after different job boards on your own? Yeah. Um, so it. This was interesting to me, the whole, the whole search actually. Um, I found LinkedIn was actually my favorite for finding job postings. Um, okay. I could not stand Indeed. I could not stand it looking mm. at jobs there for some reason. Um, and so I, at first I would try to use a couple of other job boards, right? Like I would just look around and search and, and find, and then I got tired of it. <laughs> so I went to LinkedIn um, 
and then I find out that I, I didn't know this. Okay. So I've never used the LinkedIn um, job postings, right. As a recruiter. So you know how you can easily apply for oh, jobs. Yeah. yeah. I've never used that as when I'm hiring. So I didn't know that recruiters actually, they have to go in. That's a whole separate thing of applicants to look at versus like their internal system for the most part. There mm. may be a few systems that integrate to where you can look at them all in one list. But one of my colleagues who's a recruiter at um, another big company, um, he mentioned like, no, like you have to go look at them separately. He said sometimes he forgets or people will forget that they have it there. There can be like 200 applicants there. So if you also easily apply on LinkedIn, I found also go apply on the company website directly too. And like that's, it's not a double application on their system. Um, it Like that's not a bad thing. You can do that. It helps your chances. Hmm. Um, okay. And so I found I wasn't getting any responses when I was just doing the easily apply, obviously, right? Um, but one thing I found was funny was um, I remember – when I used to ask people like, well, where are you interviewing at or whatever? They're like, I don't know. I can't remember. There's so many. I'm like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> how do you, how do you not remember like where you've applied? Oh my gosh. Okay. Like <laughs> it is so possible. Um, I realized very quickly I needed to stay organized. Like that's the biggest thing. I made an Excel spreadsheet and I still have it because it could come in handy for someone someday who knows, but, and, and I was looking at it before here and, I ended up getting to 105 applications total, but I quickly was like, I don't know where I've sent my resume at anymore. Like oh, man. definitely stay organized, you know, that, that helps. And then how I, what I found my biggest success was, was not through recruiters um, at all. I don't, I didn't have, I had nine interviews, 105 applications, nine interviews, no recruiter initiated any of those nine interviews, right? Hmm. And yeah, none through talent. So now, now hold on a second. You kind of, <laughs> you're kind of talking bad on your people here. <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. I it's 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 tough out there, and recruiters they'll say it too. That like right that we're not the best out there. We don't have the best reputation. That's why I say it comes down to the individual. The who's going to give a damn, right? Who's going to look yeah. at your resume for more than one second for the keywords? Um, and so this is what I found. My success is I knew I I knew I want to be a technical recruiter. I know the people and the roles I want to fill. And so I found if I would message like a network security engineering manager and be like, hey, I saw a recruiting role at your company. I feel um, I love to fill teams like yours. Can you help me expedite my application? That helped me so much more than nice. than internal stuff um, or than internal talent. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention too, because it's one of my biggest pet peeves as a recruiter. When I receive messages and they just say, I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> Can you help me? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no details, no nothing. <laughs> no. Or, oh, at Amazon. Hey, Brittany, can you get me a job at Amazon? Hey, Brittany, I'm interested in Amazon. Uh, aren't we all? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so this is when staying organized also helped. One of my okay. favorite things as a recruiter is when someone will message me and say, hi, Brittany, I don't know if you can help. I applied for this job, sends link or job ID number on this date or whatever. Send as much information as you can. Can you help? Whatever. Again, it comes down to the person if they'll actually look into it and, and give a damn. But I also had multiple placements at Amazon off of just looking at the person's what they applied for and be like, yeah, you are a good fit for that. Let me help you. Like, let's mm. move it along. 
Um, so when I would do that, I would just send the exact job application. Like you're helping them do the work too, right? Like, cause you're asking them to go put in a word for you internally and do something like do some yeah. of the legwork for them, give them all the information, right? Like right. anything, anything. Um, and so I would even keep track of that in my, um, like my Excel sheet, right? Like I would, sure. I would contact more than one person at a company. Like if I was targeting big companies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would even try to mention that like, Oh, I, Hey, I've reached out to so-and-so or whatnot. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty smart. Uh, what you did there of like going, like you said, with the security manager and saying, Hey, I see your company's hiring for this, uh, a recruiter in this position, uh, that kind of thing. Um, I think that's, that's a really great way to attack that. For sure. And at the time, like I recruiters recruiting to it's very competitive, right? Like there's a lot of yeah. talent acquisition recruitment being left laid off. So that was one thing, like I've, I've been good. You guys, the, everyone has helped me build my network and brand over the years. So of course mm -hmm. I use my LinkedIn. Like I, I went kind of viral. I was not expecting that. Like, uh -oh. <laughs> yeah, I know it was an in insane. Um, yeah. And I was, I was just trying something different. I, the first day when I got laid off, I made a post, you know, your typical, Oh, uh -huh. I was laid off today and that got some good traction. But, um, then, so my birthday's, February 9th. So that was only a couple of weeks after the layoffs and I had barely gotten any responses then. Right. Mm. Um, and so I posted, I was like, I'm gonna try something different. Tomorrow's my birthday. <laughs> um, and I just put like three stats. I was like, I've placed this many people. And then I put, I'd also like recommendations or referrals for my birthday, whatever. And it got, I think it's at like 4,000 likes or something. I mean, that's oh, not wow. viral, viral, <laughs> but it's viral for me, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it still gets likes today, three months later. And, um, Everybody just, loves a good gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I had people hate on me too, but it was funny. Like, oh, I, really? That, I mean, that's, that's what makes a good post, I guess. They're yeah. like, how dare you? That's kind of cocky. And I was like, facts are facts, man. Help yeah. me find a job. It's like I got to get a job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that, that helped. And I actually had people reach out and be like, Hey, I saw your post. Like, um, yeah and they would send me leads and you know i i realized how much i loved recruitment too like even throughout the layoff situation and and how like so many people that i've placed or even just gotten interviews throughout my like this six six seven years now like they were sending mm -hmm. me leads and my old contractors that i used to work with they're like sending me job you know applications and internal referrals so that was that was really like heartwarming in a way it kind of made me like look at recruitment again like oh, okay like you know we all can help like it's not yeah. it's not that bad out here <laughs> 105 applications what was the what was the span of time between leaving oh. AWS and, and landing the new job yeah so I, I accepted my new role March 7th so yeah I had three weeks of breathing time there <laughs> mm. from the 7th to the 21st so there was a lot of I was hunkered down there, like applying every day. Well, that that was going to be my next question. So w would your advice be for somebody who's trying to find the new role after being laid off? D did you did you feel like you treated it like a job? Did you structure your day? How, how yes. did that whole process work? Yes, absolutely. Like I, it would have drove me crazy not to feel like I had any type of purpose, right? Like mm. I did play a little bit more golf because it was prime golfing weather in, in Texas <laughs> at the time. <laughs> um, but no, I, I made a point like I needed, I wanted to have at least one, one 
recruitment type phone call a day, like talk to someone about like recruitment. I don't care if it's an interview, if it's just a professional type networking, just do something. That was really my goal. Like at least do that once a day. Um, I even spoke with um, someone, one of AJ's cousins, I believe, or something um, just to help. He was like, I don't know if you want to chat with them about something. And I was like, yes, like just help me feel useful, please. Um, but yeah, I would structure it like a day. I would, um, I would have a goal of how many um, applications I'd want to do in a day. Or mm. even like if it wasn't applications, it'd be like, okay, I want to do this many reach outs to this company that I've already applied at for this role. So yeah, I would absolutely... I would have shorter work days, you know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I would structure it like a work day. I would try to yeah. for the most part. You're leaving at two o'clock to go play some golf, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that 10 to two day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And you said, uh, you said, you said you kept a spreadsheet too. So when you applied for something, did you have like reminders set up? Did you have a specific mm -hmm. amount of time in between when you applied for something to when you would try to follow up? Um, I didn't really stick. No, not really. My goal was to follow to follow up with at least one person for everything. So no, I didn't have like a timeline. That probably would have been a good thing because I feel I feel maybe I missed out on a couple. Like I know how quick things were filled too, but I I don't feel like I missed out at all. But Tim Tim over here is like, did you create a Kanban board and like yeah, have, you know your different nope. buckets for? <laughs> I'm just no. I'm, I'm I'm sweating here just thinking about yeah. this. I, I don't Tim, even have you have such good questions, man. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. That's such a good question. Well, I think I think you have to like treat yeah. it like a job if you're. Oh yeah. If you're really you know serious about it and wanting to um, wanting to take that next step, so I. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but did you ever get to the point of um, going to file for unemployment, going through the government to to work through to see what different programs are available? Did it get that far? It got to where I was Googling it and on the, and on the websites, mm -hmm. right? Um, okay. Doing some research on it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say with the company I'm at LaSalle, they... They moved very quickly too, and it's something I actually enjoyed. Um, I'm I'm a big process person, right? Like I like to do things the right way and like in, in line. And and one thing that drove me crazy throughout my interview experience and looking was no one seemed to have processes anymore, right? Like it's mm. like what 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 are we doing? Is it an interview? You know, first stage, second stage? Are we just having informal conversations? Are you hiring or not? <laughs> I'm looking for a job, yeah. and um and and especially coming from somewhere like Amazon, where everything is so structured and like, you know, very, very processed. Um, I, I wasn't finding that. And I just really liked that about LaSalle. Like they were following up with like interview prep and giving debriefs and, you know, like it was very structured. Um, hmm. And then um, I also love my boss as well. He's great. But um, but they moved within one week from it. That was interesting, too. Uh, LaSalle's pretty large. They have a big internal recruitment team too. Um, so I understand how my, I think I actually applied for a job that they were recruiting for a client, not even for an internal role. So I'll give them the pass here and why maybe my resume got missed. But that's how I got this job is I had messaged my boss, who's the director of network of, of our network uh, services unit. And I was like, hey, I applied for a job two weeks ago at LaSalle. Could you help me expedite my application? Interviewed me the next day and I had an offer within a week. Wow. So nice. yeah. 
maybe on your point, Tim, had I had I made that board and messaged him <laughs> <laughs> two, two weeks before, I could have been golfing a lot quicker. <laughs> wow. Tim, I need you to make a template, an Asana board template <laughs> for job hunting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, those that, that's kind of the main things I would say, like, like stay organized for sure. That helps um, being like being honest throughout my job search, too, with with people I was interviewing with that that helped a lot. Even the other day I was, I was talking to someone. Um, they had just been laid off and they're talking about, you know, money and they're like, what's the best way to go about it? And I was like, to be honest, right? Like, you know, when you're talking to people, like I told people what I've made, this is what I've made, but this is literally what I need to pay my, to keep my lights on, you know, to pay my mm-hmm. bills, to, to live. And that they won't be shocked than if you don't accept an offer or something at the end of it. Right. It's like just honesty goes so far. Um, you know, it's, it's when you start getting in those things where you tell people like one thing and then you do another thing, it happens everywhere. So let me ask this too. This might be changing gears here, but like in in your interview processes, um, did you uh, like was the question asked like, "Hey, why were you laid off?" or anything like that? Like it, it or is it or is it kind of known if you if you had the layoff from AWS that it, it wasn't necessarily performance based; it was more tenure based, or like how how's that yeah. how does that normally go in a, in an interview? So I wasn't asked at all, not okay. once, and from my perspective. When I talk to candidates that are laid off, mm-hmm. it you kind of don't really. It doesn't really matter, to be honest. Like, expect ten thousand people. Can it really come down to anything one person did? If ten thousand people are yeah, laid off at once, right. like, you know, what what are you gonna do? As long as you, it's the same basics, references. You know, like, mm-hmm. wh- what did you do there? Can you explain what you've done and that? I don't. I even before I was laid off. I mean. We've never, it's crazy to me now that like, even being young, I can say I've seen like the industry change. Right. But Mm. (laughs) we haven't really seen this many massive layoffs like this, but I would never even ask people like, why were you like, you know, I would ask why were there layoffs and try to get to the bottom of it. And you can Mm -hmm. suss things out and get references and find out. But these days with, especially the big companies doing massive layoffs, like I'm not finding people are asking. I wasn't. So like one question I've asked in interviews is, uh, like, is there a certain, is there a particular reason why you're leaving where where you're at? Is, is there something that they're not offering that you're looking for? Mm-hmm. And you kind of fill out that question, right? Like, uh, leave it open-ended in a sense. And so I, I wasn't sure if like, you know, if you were asked that question or something like that, and your answer would be because I, you know, we went through a massive layoff or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty much my answer straightforward. And I did okay. use LinkedIn as my main avenue. So I had done those two posts about being laid off. Um, yeah. so that was there too. Um, but yeah, and it was just everywhere at the time. Like you, mm. you know, you couldn't really go on LinkedIn without seeing AWS layoff, AWS yeah. layoff. Right. So it probably wasn't that big of a shock to a recruitment team or anything like that. Anyways. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I see where you're coming from, Dan. And like, how do you, how do you advertise that without advertising it? Like if you were at a company for a handful of months and all of a sudden you're, you're looking for another job, you were Mm -hmm. laid off, but you know, the, the hiring company may not know that they may question why, Hey, why were you only there a handful of months now? Like you said, Brittany, in, in the situation you were coming out of, it was probably a, a pretty good assumption um, right. as as to why that happened. But if it was a, a smaller company that was maybe mm-hmm. uh, less well-known, um, I, I can yeah, see like, that like being somewhat awkward. Yeah. 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 And of course, like what you've 
did in your time there and how well you can interview and explain that is key. It helps, right? So completely hypothetical question. (laughs) You have somebody, it's hypothetical. I'm in. No, no hidden meaning behind this. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you have um, you're talking with somebody that was laid off. They've got you know three interviews with three different companies that they feel like they're getting a ways with. They get an offer from one. They don't. They feel that it would be enough to get them by, but they aren't feeling really passionate about the company. They think there may be an offer coming at some point. They want to kind of feel it out with, from one of the other companies they applied to. What would be your advice? Do they do they try to um, pump the brakes, install? Is it okay to take the offer? And if one of the other ones comes up that is a better offer after you've already started at the other company, do you feel bad if you shift to the other one? What would be your advice? Whew, a couple parts there. Uh, yeah. Basically, he's asking, do you be a jerk or not? Yes. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly it. Thank you, Dan. Dan understands me. Is it a contract role? Direct hire? See? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. I'm thinking just, we'll we'll just make it easy. Just a direct hire role. No, no contract. No, you have to be here X amount of time, whatever. Just a direct hire role. Yeah. It's not great. I wouldn't, (laughs) I I wouldn't advise it. And that's just one of those, like, don't, don't say you're going to do something you're not going to do. Right. You accepted a full-time role. Most of the time you should know like what you've signed up for. Right. And yet I've, I know bait and switches in roles can happen. Right. Like you sign Mm -hmm. up and this is not what I signed up for. Sure. Go ahead and leave that. If this is not it. Right. Like that's not, I'm not doing operations and I'm not an operations person, whatever. Right. Um, the money motivator being the key thing, like, yes, that is a big thing for some people, but there's always got to be something else that's like a true motivator, right? Like, so, so, but, so in that scenario that Tim gave though, would you, would you, would you suggest like, like he said, pumping the brakes, maybe just try to stall for a little bit or should you bite on it even though you might not be as passionate about that? company like what what yeah. are there tactics there that i mean that yeah because my tastefully? my my biggest fear would be okay i'm i'm down to the end of the rope i really need a role soon yeah i say okay i'm i'm not getting any feedback from these other two companies that i think would be decent roles this one's giving me an offer i accept two days later the other one comes back and says hey we'd like to offer you this role and it's you're more passionate about the role it's better paying like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And okay. Sorry. I, I understand fully now. Um, I think that's definitely like when it comes down to the very beginning, you be honest with what you're looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you told them why you, I, in that scenario, if at the very beginning you told company A that, you know, this is what you're looking for, but you accept an offer and they know that it's maybe at the lower end or whatever, or, or something like that. And then two days later, they're not going to be surprised that you accepted an offer that was, you know, way above the range they gave because you told them this is what you've okay. made. This is what you're making. Okay. What the thing is, is I, and it's happened to me in the past too. Like a candidate will tell me, yeah, I'll, I'll 50 an hour is good, but then they'll, they'll just decline it or something. Right. If an offer comes and they're like, no, I'm not taking that. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> you know, and had I known, like I've gotten better at this part, I'm, you know, <laughs> at this part with recruiting, but, um, you know, had I known that you wouldn't actually accept that, I would have pushed for for more. Or I would never uh-huh. have submitted you or whatever. It's um, I, I'll never be mad at someone for 
doing what they said they were going to do or what they'd want. I got you. Yeah. So with so that we case, got, um, I would say you're okay. If you're, if you don't have anything in your hand, but you were honest from the get go, I don't see that you would have any bad references, even if you okay. accepted it, as long as you would know, like, does that, does that make sense? No, as long it as does. You're just yeah. Not, like being slimy. Yeah. <laughs> I, being upfront as possible. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah. we, we've got a, an interesting question in the chat with your experience as a recruiter. Do recruiters really actually look at applicants, blog posts or, or YouTube videos or other content creation? Do they do they have time for that? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. Um, one of my things, I have it on my calendar every week, social media sourcing. Um, so where I'll just go like Discord, oh, cool. Twitter, Reddit. Yeah, just to try to spend more time there, right? Um, so yeah, I definitely. Um, when I was at, what is it? Is it GitHub? Yeah. GitHub, right? Mm-hmm. Is that where you, they do more like software type projects? Yes. Yeah, cool. So I, I would go on there and look at their um, when I was at AWS too. But um, I read a lot of blog posts. I look at people's websites a lot too. Um, yeah, I, I think I think recruiters definitely do. No, that's cool. So let's let's shift a little bit now into your current role. We know the role before Amazon, you were. I don't know if it was exclusively, but you were at least really heavily like you were recruiting network engineers. What uh, what kind of role is this now? Are you across the board, across the IT stack? Are you focusing on specific types of roles? Yeah, so it'll be it'll be across IT, but predominantly infrastructure, network infrastructure, cybersecurity. I'm I I always love PMO, so project management, product, anything in that. I do enjoy that too, um, but always on the technical side, right? Um, one thing with LaSalle is we're, they're huge in Chicago. Um, so a lot of things I'm finding, which is good. I'm enjoying they're they're more for entry level too, but they are hybrid. So that's kind of a struggle at the minute. So anyone in Chicago, let me know, hit me up. We've got a lot of roles there, but we also have, um, an office in Dallas. So that's good. I'm hoping Texas builds out quite a bit, um, with that because Dallas is a huge tech market as well. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, but, um, but yeah, we, we see a lot of remote roles hybrid to Chicago. So hopefully we can grow okay. that. Um, I've seen a lot of a lot of data lately. A lot of um, like Power BI type roles has been interesting. Okay, yeah. Um, but network security, yeah, I'll still be working with within um, networking. Hopefully we can find some more roles wide for everyone. There you go. So from your, from your role before Amazon to where you're at with LaSalle now, are you seeing a dramatic decrease in 100% remote jobs? Has it stayed about the same? What's the percentage yeah. look like? I think people are getting strict again um, with like returning to office. It was, yeah. So around COVID time when everything went fully remote, I think up until this year, right, is whenever people have started returning back to office um, past couple months. Mm-hmm. I know even Amazon did, for example, they did a return to office. But I have found things are, are back to hybrid, but yeah. also still very flexible. But I'm just not seeing the commitment to 100% remote anymore. Yeah, that that's kind of how our, our company did was hybrid, kind of like a work from home three days, come in the office two days, kind of pick your days that you want to come in. Not very, not like a super set schedule or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what just, I was going to ask. So the, the, the roles that you're seeing that are advertised as hybrid, is it pretty set in stone of you will be here these days or do you see that it's more negotiable between the hiring manager and the, uh, and the recruit? Yeah. Um, definitely negotiable, right? Okay. And mm. even Chicago, for example, people live everywhere and it can be, 
yeah, if someone lives, you know, two hours train right away versus someone that lives in the city, they may look yeah. at things differently or, or have more flexi hours to beat traffic or whatnot. Yeah, I find that is it always takes both parties to be flexible to make something happen, right? Give and take from both. So looking back at the experience you had earlier this year, is there anything that you would have done differently or that you would tell your yourself today back then uh, that you would handle any differently than you did? Yeah, way back then. Yeah. <laughs> way back then. <laughs> Does it feel, uh, okay, That that's another question. Does it feel like it was a long time ago or is it still pretty all pretty fresh? Uh I don't, it feels like it was a long time ago already. Like it's, I was just, I, I don't know, so many processes. It's insane. I'm blinking. I just learned there. My, I just remembered my <laughs> password for login there. And now I have a new email address. Like, <laughs> nice. um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of change, but I like, I, I have enjoyed it though. I do feel like it's one, it's made me so much more confident, comfortable, like embrace change and like nothing will kill you honestly well some things will but some <laughs> but anything in like recruitment or like work work it's not going to kill you right and also you know i've been in situations where i haven't had work life balance i've been in situations where i've absolutely loved my job now where i've absolutely not loved my manager to where i've absolutely loved my manager and it's just kind of mm -hmm. helped me i've learned more about myself so if anything i would have i would even go back be pickier about jobs i I did apply for don't just don't just apply for everything right um and then maybe at the beginning I think I was a little like the first week I did like applied you know and just hurry up in like frantic mode take a minute understand the situation right like don't don't think it's doomsday even though it can seem like it is right yeah that, I, that's I think like what you were getting at though it, it's similar to dating right like after you've after you've dated several people and whatnot you you're you're more you know what you want, what you don't want, right? What you like, what you don't like, you know, traits that get on your nerves and traits that you enjoy being around, you know, that, yeah. that kind of thing. I, it, that makes sense. That, that all yeah. makes sense. It's kind of helped me learn to like it, being more patient in, in work. Like at first I thought this is just so annoying about this one company or this one person. Mm -hmm. It's like, gosh, okay. Every corporate or environment kind of has <laughs> the same tendencies, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, which red flags do you know <laughs> are more crucial to <laughs> yeah. you know what to yeah. look for? Yeah, yeah exactly. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm happy with where I did land. Like I felt really good throughout the interview process with how they handled everything and just the, the resources they have to LaSalle. They are great to get my little plug in there. So yeah. we also, we do contract and direct hire too. So happy to help. We'll have to put something in the show notes about that. Oh so. yeah, for sure. So let's start, let's start kind of recapping some key takeaways um, from the beginning at the, at the current role I'm hearing, you know, make sure that you understand um, what your, any severance package, any, any benefits that you're leaving behind or getting to bring with you, make sure you understand that as far as finding a new role try to be as organized as you can, potentially set schedules for yourself or set goals at least. I want to mm -hmm. make it certain amount of connections a day. I want to apply for a certain amount of jobs a day, follow up on certain amount of things per day. Um, and then also, you know, step back and make sure you understand your situation, make sure you understand what you're applying for and that kind of thing. Did I, what did I miss? No, did, perfect recap. Um, 
that that helps. There was one thing too. I realized it just which did help me stay organized. It, I made a set a separate job um, email, job searching email, <laughs> and I'm still oh, like, really? oh. I find you'll never be able to turn off the alerts. By the way, once you're once it's out there, <laughs> it's there. Um, so so, so yeah. it's like a burner so phone. Is, you, you have yes, a burner email account. That is for super jobs. smart. Yeah, yep, okay. exactly. So hey, I you got some up, good like, notes here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I set it up on. Uh, like Glassdoor, like all of them really, you know, just okay. even and set up safe job searches too. That's something I, you know, I've learned from being a recruiter. Like I'll set up safe searches for candidates for as soon as you guys go, it's open to work. I get, I get alerts, you know? And okay. so I would do the same thing for me with jobs, like give me an alert. And so that, that second job email, it helped me <laughs> stay organized. Hmm. That's, that's very interesting. I would, I would have never thought of that to be honest with you. I, I never would have thought of that. I like it though. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So if, if people want to learn more about what you do, Brittany, or potentially reach out to you directly, how, how can people find you? How can people learn more about yourself and LaSalle? Yeah. Um, so I'm on LinkedIn, Brittany Mustard on LinkedIn. Um, and I also am on Twitter at techrecbrit and on my email, bmusset at lasallenetwork.com. Awesome. Thank you. Any any last minute advice for anybody that uh, may be going through this now or in the future? Um, it does suck. We've said that a couple of times, but, you know, reach out to people, use your resources that are given and just, yeah, do what you can. Try to find people at the companies that you're targeting and and, and have a targeted approach is what helped me. Awesome. Dan, you got any uh, last minute thoughts? No, I, I think I, – actually, I do. Uh, definitely, if you're looking in the market, create a job hunting uh, Asan <laughs> Kanban board. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. We'll have an art of network engineering uh, template that oh, <laughs> Tim will create for five ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. There hey, we go. We're onto something here. Hey, <laughs> nah. It's, it's, it's been good. great though. Yeah, it's good seeing you, Brittany. Uh, it's it's been a minute since I've seen you. I I yeah. took a kind of an absence on the on the show here, uh, leave uh, if you will. Had a little girl and whatnot, but uh, oh, I'm starting to come. Uh, thank you, but uh, it's it's good seeing you again. Yeah, y'all too. And thank you for having me again. Always happy. I'm trying to do more again on Twitter and stuff. So hopefully I'll be active and maybe we can chat about another topic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah thanks for bringing that up, Dan. We we did not lay Dan off. He took a, a, a short leave of absence. <laughs> Wait, I but didn't no, get a that, severance package. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, AJ's always throwing zeros around, man. You know yeah, that. Yeah. Just, Just with no other the right side of the decimal point. Yeah. <laughs> So, Brittany, thank you very much. You, so this is, again, this is the third time you've been on. There's been a lot of good uh, pieces of advice each time in different facets. Like mm-hmm. you said, we'll have to do this again. We'll have to find um, another topic for you to to come on and, and educate us. I know I learned a lot of things. I think this is going to be really beneficial for uh, a lot of our listeners maybe that haven't had to go through this in the past and and something may hit in the future because as we all know life happens and and it does suck and <laughs> I, I like your your mentality about it that you you always seemed to be grounded throughout the process and saying that hey I know other people have been through this I'm gonna get through this too this is gonna mm-hmm. be okay um, and, and clearly it's going well so great advice thank you all for listening you can find us on Twitter and other social media platforms at art of net on our website artofnetworkengineering.com. Also check out www.cablestoclouds.com and on the socials at Cables to Clouds. This has been another episode of the Art of Network Engineering. Thanks for listening. Goodbye now.
Hey everyone, this is AJ. If you like what you heard today, then make sure you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcatcher. Smash that bell icon to get notified of all of our future episodes. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Art of Net Eng. That's Art of N E T E N G. You can also find us on the web at artofnetworkengineering.com, where we post all of our show notes. You can read blog articles from the co-hosts and guests, and also a lot more news and info from the networking world. Thanks for listening.